You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, boys and girls, to episode 194 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And uh, welcome back to the show. We're back. We are back. We took a little bit of time off. Uh, we recently had the uh, the Graveplot Film Fest on our minds and in our hearts. And in our butts. <laughs> Taylor had it in his butt. So deep. <laughs> uh, that was on the 4th? 5th. Is it 5th? I don't know. Whatever. One of those days. That was so long ago now. <laughs> so many things have happened. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that was on Saturday and we were supposed to record Sunday and Saturday night after the, after the festival, we were just like, that ain't happening. You know no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We, uh, we had a lot going on with, you know, putting the whole film festival together. We kind of had to scramble and turn it into an online event. Yeah. That was a headache. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It really wasn't. It was just stressful. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it wasn't something we had been planning for the whole time, yeah. you know, so we had to kind of find the best way to do it. But I, it seemed like, um, you know, other than us being a little quiet at points, uh, otherwise it seemed like it went off without a hitch this year. Yeah, yeah it was nice. Um, I mean, we did everything live rather than um, pre-recorded like we did the year before. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest hitch, was making sure that that worked. And it did, mostly. Yeah, there, there were some sound, like Taylor said, some sound uh, issues that we didn't really get a hint of on our end, but according to other people. Yeah, we had a couple people text us and be like, can't hear you. Yeah. Um, but we resolved that pretty, you know, at, pretty quickly after we knew, fixed it or troubleshot it pretty quick. And um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was uh, one of the films that was in French. And oh, yeah, it had no subtitles. Had no subtitles. That, and of all the movies, of all the movies for it to be too, it's this, it's this film that's about stealing jizz. Yeah, <laughs> like the conceptually, it's so confusing, and it's so much more confusing when Taylor's sitting there trying to explain it. <laughs> it's, it's even more confusing when you don't speak French. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's behind us. Thanks to everyone who um, who joined us. For that fateful day. Yeah, shout out to uh, Devils in the Details, which won Best Film. Um, most original was Mind Ease out of the UK. And uh, big winner, Tio out of Mexico, taking home three awards. Yeah, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for everybody joined. Thanks to all the filmmakers that sent uh, that submitted. Um, and uh, thank you to our judges, uh, Jason Mortensen and Isaac Thorne. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, who else? Who else? Oh, our sponsors, of course, um, Brainbuster Tees, <laughs> and the Graveplot Film Fest, and <laughs> and Sears Apartments, and Growlers, uh, which you know everything else. And Crypticon. And Crypticon, yes, of course, Crypticon. Uh, Growlers was our big sponsor, um, and their name gives the least away in, in in just the name. Growlers is a. Um, I mean, we we already pumped them for, we put them over yeah. for a couple episodes right um but yeah just to reiterate they are a they're a dog bar i felt bad too because the the ad the slideshow got fucked up oh that's it was, right it was formatted yeah. wrong, so a lot of that ad got cut off um but yeah it's a it's a doggy daycare slash bar or well um not brewery but a tap house brew pub sure um yeah where you can get it's just beer only but it's also an uh uh, enclosed dog park. So go there, get your beers, get your dogs. Well, no, you you don't get dogs. You, you can steal you, somebody's dog. Don't don't steal dogs. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah. So thanks to everyone. Uh, we're already looking forward to next year. Hopefully. And also dreading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because with all the pleasure that comes with it, we also have. Mountains and mountains of stress. Did you feel like 10 pounds lighter when it was over? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I was just like, I'm going to go home and take a nap. <laughs> going to go home and jack off and take a nap. <laughs> just go home and just breathe and jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Taylor, what else is new with you? Um, well, I mean, on a kind of downer note real quick, I, I mentioned before how my dog, uh, was suffering with cancer. Uh, she unfortunately did pass away, uh, just before the Great Plot Film Fest. So that was, you know, that was a fun little yeah added burden. Yeah. It was like, you know, he told me that day before and yeah. was like, God, are you still going to want to do this? I mean, it was, it was a nice little distraction, you know, to kind of take my mind off it for a couple sure. hours. Yeah. That's, that's. I mean, it, it, it sounds trite to say pretty much anything, but it's, yeah, I mean, losing a dog sucks. I've, I've lost several in my life, uh, and it's, it never gets easier. It's always a heartbreak. And yeah. Yeah. Condolences to you. Thank you. Um, on top of that, I've, I've started a new podcast. Uh, it's called Cult of Splat with my friend Kevin Nesgoda. We take movies that Rotten Tomatoes has labeled as rotten, but that we actually love, and we we break them down and talk about why we love them and why not, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is full of shit. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes is fickle, it seems like, in that they have both the tomato meter, which is all critics, like mm-hmm. professional critics, and then they have the audience score. Yeah. Which usually in most cases is far more in line with, with what a common person would yeah. think. Rather than far s- less pretentious. Right. Well, it's like, you know, the life of a fucking movie critic must be so goddamn miserable. To, to a ha- critic of anything, I, I bet. Yeah. I mean, to have to endure things that you, you know going into it that you're not going to like. And then, you know, having to just sit through it and... Or expect to not like, at least. Right. So it's like if you do like it, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you, you know, like like in our, a lot of critics are pretty down on horror 
just historically. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a critic who is exhausted because you've already had to review 20 films in a week and you don't like horror, but you know, if you have to, if you're, you know, if you run your own site or something and you have to review it because you know, your, your readers want to see it. Or if you, if you work for somebody else and you know, your boss wants you to go see it and review it, it's like, that's going to affect your decision. And you know, that's why like, I feel like too, I like, I think, uh, Roger Ebert, you know, still has a site. Yeah. And, I feel like they they have like one or two, maybe three like horror people, mm-hmm. but it's like there's so many different kinds of horror. They're just like, hey Jeff, you're the horror guy, you know, go watch this slasher. But he only likes elevated horror or something, right. you know. So then he goes into it and he's like, oh, this is so dumb. This is so cheesy. All the things that make slashers great, but he's like, this is not not sophisticated enough for my horror tastes. Yeah, you know, I mean, on the inverse of that, like for me. Well, I love a good, you know, blood fest. Just you know, blood and guts every two seconds. I, I I live for that shit. And but you know, I fucking hate elevated horror or you know horror that isn't actually horror. They just call it horror because it's like ooh, thought provoking, creepy. Ooh, yeah. Um, but it's like you know, a lot it's of like times this movie is about the horrors of divorce. Right? What the fuck out of here? <laughs> And it's like, you know, we try to avoid those films because I don't think any, either of us really like them all that much. You probably more so than I do. But yeah, um, we try to steer away from them. But every once in a while, they, they'll Every once in a while, they'll get like such good reviews that we're like, well, we kind of got to watch this. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, ultimately. And it usually sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, it's like ultimately you have to watch it. And I have to try and look at it objectively. But ultimately, how I really feel about that kind of horror factors into it. And that, but that, I mean, that's kind of like the branding of our show. It's like, you know, you know what, longtime listeners know what kind of people we are, know what kind of horror fans we are. We're dumb. Yeah. Um, and so if you. We're like, yeah, boobs, blood. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you should not come in listening to our show, expecting us to give high praise to something like, uh, you know, it, it comes at night. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that that's my my issue with Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's a lot of people's issue with Rotten Tomatoes is that those critic reviews seem to factor in more than the audience score. Yeah, that's what we go by on our podcast. We go by the Tomato Meter uh, because it, it is easier to find movies to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can check it out at anchor.fm slash cult of splat. We're rolling out to all the major podcast providers. Uh, just search for cult of splat. First episode will be out March 4th. You got what? A couple in the bank? Or? Uh, we've got three right now. Probably going to do another one next week. Nice. Nice. First episode. Uh, breaking news right here for, for great plot podcast listeners. First episode. Ready to rumble. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> oh. Uh, it was kind of shocking, like going through looking at Rotten Tomatoes and just being like, "That's that low." Mm-hmm. How did? I mean, I guess this was opens up a long conversation, but I was like going through because you wanted me to come on an episode somewhere down the line, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you were asking me to to see what movie I would want to do, 
So I was looking through them, and like I couldn't find a good way to sort through them that where it wasn't. Just if, like, if you're on desktop, there is a, a filter. Is there? But I don't know about on mobile. Okay, because I knew I could filter it by by percentage. Yeah, if you just do fifty nine or less. Yeah, but then that's still thousands of movies. Yes, and so that that's <laughs> therein lies the challenge. I just happened to come across one that I uh, was like, oh fuck yeah, that's the one right there. There, there's a couple that I have on the list that I was like, Tony might pick this one. He might pick this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I probably would have picked any one of those. It's just, it's probably this one I just saw first. I think the the lowest one that I've noticed that's on our list is one that I thought you might pick. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's the score? Eight percent. Yikes. <laughs> Care to take a guess? Mm, I mean. Grind. Grind. <laughs> why did they even bother? <laughs> like, why did they even review that? I want to know who, like, the one guy is. It's like, fuck yeah, grind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so. one review from skaterbros.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um,. Yeah, so we're recording this on Monday, President's Day, so we both have the day off of work. But uh, Tony, happy President's Day. <laughs> hey, thanks, Taylor. Um, and uh, Taylor and Cheese were on their way back from out of town, and so we're doing this a little later than what would be ideal, so we need to move this along. Yeah. Because I have a child and disgruntled wife at home shout out to prestige wrestling though i went to their their show last night in portland and it fucking ruled yeah yeah did it rule all over your it brain? ruled ass <laughs> it'll rule that ass <laughs> uh yeah anyway uh so before we get into the show proper we do want to thank some very special folks our grave diggers over on patreon the ones that help finance this silly little show that we run uh, it's not expensive, but it does cost money. You have to pay for our website and uh, our hosting fees and uh, MP3 storage and and whatnot, and you know help prop up the film festival as well. So, um, and we couldn't do it without these people. Uh, the ones that I am speaking so affectionately of are Jordan Morrison, Carlos Rodella, Gory B Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer. Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Thank you so much, guys, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, it means the world to us. Taylor, if anybody else wants to join the party, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. For as little as $1, you can get perks, including joining us live on Discord for Horror Business every single episode, or $5 gets your name in the episode. You also get things like discounts on Grave Plot Podcast merchandise and any other random perks throughout the year that we kind of decide on doing. Uh, like Tony said, all the money goes back into the show. We're not trying to make this our full-time job. So, yeah, if there's you know money made to be made beyond our costs, it, it does go to things like the film festival. I would never make as much money doing this as I do at work. I don't make a lot of money, but <laughs> I would make significantly less if I podcasted for a living. Unless, Unless we got like, just a shitload of patrons. Sure. Or like sponsors. Or just like one patron who just was just like, here's 100K. <laughs> Maybe we should start making things up about COVID and denying science. That seems to be the way to get to the top of the list. And yeah. you could sh- we could both shave our heads and be like ridiculous meatheads 
that have like uh, experts on and then tell them they're wrong. Yeah. That seems to work. Although we were never on news radio. It's true. <laughs> can we be, can we, is, has anyone not figured out who we're talking about yet? <laughs> I guess you did host Fear Factor for a minute though. That I did. A, that one episode that got cut. Right. <laughs> I made people eat poopy, which wasn't on the schedule, but. You made, uh, <laughs> made, me, made me a turd sandwich. <laughs> What's with you and the turd sandwich? <laughs> and uh, yeah, ABC didn't like that, so. Or whatever network it was. I think I think it was, right? It's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Remember when they rebooted it with Luda? <laughs> was it Luda? Yeah. I thought, uh, what's his face? Um, Godfrey was hosting it. No, I think he was doing the uh, the other, the like prank show that Tracy, uh, Tracy Morgan hosted for a little bit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, literally none of this matters. <laughs> Uh, okay, are we ready to move on? Yes, I do believe so. All right, let's start out with some horror business. I do believe we're naked. <laughs> I should have read this story first. <laughs> this is all over the place. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, people uh, believe in life after death, you know, heaven and hell, and then somewhere in the middle where you're a ghost. You've heard of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> well. I started watching that sitcom, Ghosts. Yeah. It takes a little while to kind of get into it, but it's, because it's, it's very character driven, because you got to kind of get to know all the ghosts. Sure. There's, there's a lot of them. And so. It kind of takes a while to get into, but it, it's it's cute. It's a brace based on a on a, on a British, British show. show yeah. yeah, it looks very British to watch. It, it does. Yeah, like I don't know what it is. It just filmed in a way that looks like a British show. Yeah, I can't really describe it. But but you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. That's yeah. the thing. Is I, I don't I don't know why either, but I get it. Yeah, like I don't. I don't know what makes British shows look like British shows. I can't put my finger on it. It's almost, but there, there's clearly something about them that makes them different than American shows. Is there like a certain camera that's only used for British shows? <laughs> I don't know. Certain filter. Like, yeah. Do they put like a haze on it? Are they hazy? Or am I just creating that in my head? It's like, it's the same way that a live show always looks different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, that's usually like different cameras and different lighting. Well, yeah. And no like color correction or anything. Right. So. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, ghosts. Uh, speaking of British ghosts, though. Sunday on ABC. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the setup. Uh, well, in... Where is this? Coventry in London. In London town. <laughs> in the country of London. Uh, there's been some paranormal activity detected at Purdy's Pet Shop. Purdy's. Uh, shortly after Rebecca Harrington first opened the establishment two years ago. Um, according to the sto store owner, 
which I assume is Rebecca Harrington. Yes. <laughs> uh, customers have repeatedly noticed their clothes being inexplicably, inexplicably. Yeah. One more time. I believe in you. I have a uh, canker sore on my tongue. Ew. It's not a cold sore. <laughs> it's a canker sore. <laughs> Cancer? No. No. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to stop him before he goes down the trail. <laughs> they have repeatedly noticed their clothes being inexplicably hey! tugged by an unseen force, and their pets are frequently distressed by some kind of mysterious presence in their midst. 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 In their mist. In their haze. So what do you do? TV haze. (laughs) So what do you do, Taylor? Uh, You hire a pet medium. You hire (laughs) billywitchdoctor.com. Arise, chicken. (laughs) Rast, look at the (laughs) rast. No, no. (laughs) Say slower. (laughs) You say funny thing. Uh, I think we're the only people that still make Aqua Teen jokes. Uh, probably this regular, yeah. <laughs> um, That's right. That's why you come to the Great Plot Podcast, for our Aqua Teen Hunger Force jokes. Right. It was Gilmore Girls for a long time. Remember that? When we just made Gilmore Girls references all the, all time, the time, even though neither of us watched the fucking show? <laughs> I've watched more of that show at, the, this, this, at, is at true. this point than I ever cared to. This That's very true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, you hold a seance. With BillyWitchDoctor.com. With BillyWitchDoctor.com. Oh, staff upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Harrington eventually decided to check the security cameras at the shop to see if she could spot any of this unusual activity. The store owner was stunned to observe on multiple occasions items falling from their shelves for no apparent reason. Uh, Ignore those parentheses. (laughs) Yep. In other in in another instance in a, in another instance a vacuum that has been broken for God knows how long suddenly came to life and started working again out of the blue. Like did it literally come to life like in the Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> <laughs> that grumpy ass vacuum. <laughs> or it was like <laughs> his lip would do that thing. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I, I was a little disappointed to learn that the Brave Little Toaster is not rotten on Rotten Tomatoes because I kind of wanted to do that on our podcast. <laughs> well, Brave sh- Little Toaster goes to Mars is... Naturally. <laughs> but I don't want to do that. <laughs> because we're willing to forgive a talking toaster, but when he goes to Mars, when you go to that space... That is a bridge you, too far, you sir. jump the shark. <laughs> Just ask Jason. <laughs> right. Or the leprechaun. Or the leprechaun. Or Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. <laughs> or Machete. You Did they actually make that? No. They keep teasing it. Uh, Harrington eventually grew so curious about the strangeness that she turned to some local ghost hunters to investigate the situation, and they subsequently performed a seance. It was weird. <laughs> you don't say. Want to recall? Uh, one of the, she says one of the paranormal investigators left the room and there were a bunch of orbs that followed her back in and she was in distress. Now, here's my thing about that. I thought orbs could only be seen in like pictures. Glowing orbs, Sigmund. (laughs) (laughs) Flaming lobes. (laughs) 
flaming loaves of that's not funny. <laughs> uh anyway, sorry, orbs. I thought you could only see them in pictures. I didn't think you could just see orbs just around in the world. Maybe he was like following her around with a camera. Or maybe she watched on security camera. Maybe she couldn't bear to, to be there. Maybe. Uh, Harrington said the ghost hunters ultimately surmised that the spirit was that of a man who once lived in the store back when it was a residence decades ago. And then he may have died when Coventry was bombarded during World War II. They don't think he's angry, she said, just a bit annoyed that we are here. Well, yeah, grumpy old British man. They're, they're crotchety. Yeah. Don't fuck with their tea. They'll get you. They'll be like, Oi! And then, Oi, prick! <laughs> and then tug at your clothes. Uh, so what do you think, Taylor? Ghost? At least they weren't like, yeah, it's a ghost dog. <laughs> that would have really turned me off, I think. I'd be like, it's not, it's not a ghost dog. Yeah. It's like, I think she would have remembered if something died in her care. <laughs> also, do they even sell dogs in pet shops anymore? I think if you go to like a pet store, but this sounds like more like a pet supply store, I believe. Well, I know like this is more like a pet smart. Uh, like I know they still sell, sell cats, like even like at a PetSmart. They still, they? at least they, I think they do. They used to. I can only remember seeing like fish and lizards there. I mean, like they have, and like rodents. You know, I, I think maybe they do like adoption events. Yes. Okay. Yes. But they used to have cats. I know that for sure. They used to just have cats. Like, it, like who adopts cats? Like you just you, you take it. You're yeah, like, this is mine now, right? I can just walk out. <laughs> That's always been my frame and of mind. Like, no, you have to pay two hundred dollars. They're like, "Oh, I'll just get one from the kid outside." Then I don't with the box of kittens. Like to this day, I still do people don't... still do that. I feel like you what box I... of kittens. Yeah, like, my parents to... got their dog from a girl that was selling a box of puppies. You just go to the grocery store and just sit out in front of the grocery store with a box of cats. You'd be like, "Here, take this fucking cat, <laughs> <laughs> free with purchase." <laughs> but I. Because that is how I've always understood cat ownership, that you don't really buy. You just, yeah, you just find it. You find cats. Like, it's, I've only had one cat in my life, and it's because I found it. Yeah. Uh, and I found him at a gas station, so I named him Diesel. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that. And then he peed in the toilet, and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cat cat owners, like, it sounds terrible, like, but like when I cat owner like their cat dies and they're so heartbroken i'm just like why <laughs> it was a cat let's get a new one <laughs> you'll never even notice you just leave the door open eventually you'll have a new cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like because i mean i hate cats i have they have made no secret about that and i just don't understand the point of owning a cat because they're soulless creatures that really don't care about you or anything else <laughs> um and so, yeah, when, when somebody has a cat, like, they lose their cat or their cat dies, just, and they're just, like, so devastated. It's like, get a new cat. They're not hard to find. What? There's, a, there's one right there. Take it. They're interchangeable. So I guess what we're saying is, have your pet spayed or neutered. Right. What I'm saying is, let's spay and neuter cats into extinction. 
That's what Bob Barker always wanted. Right. God bless his soul. <laughs> still alive, right? Uh, I think so. He's like 106, he's but he's old, fucking old as shirt. Um, I think, doesn't Drew Carey still say that at the end of the show? I honestly have no idea. He's 98. Is he really? He's a local? Where the fuck is Darrington, Washington? Darrington. Snohomish County. Hmm. Let's see, I think it's up north somewhere. Anyway. Anyway. Ghosts, but not ghost dogs. Ghost men. Ghosts of men. Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Ice Cube. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something else. So I know some things we could talk about. Do you know? Namely, some Stranger Things. Oh. Uh, Stranger Things Part 4 is finally coming back. What's it been, two years? It's been a long time. Like, I regularly forget that Stranger Things even exists. <laughs> like, all the time. Yeah, like, by the time it comes back, like, all the kids are going to be drinking and... Dude, have, have you seen fucking Finn Wolf's... Uh, Wolfhard? Wolfhard. Yeah, I saw, I saw Ghostbusters. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I saw him, uh, it, I think, I can't remember if it was a still. It must have been a still. For for this season of Stranger Things, he looks ridiculous, because he's got that same stupid Mike haircut. Um, but he's like a fucking giant now. Yeah. And, like, the guy that plays Lucas has a mustache and a high-top fade. What is happening? <laughs> um, Millie Bobby Brown is eighteen, so don't per- don't do can it. Rejoice! <laughs> uh, Stranger Things Part Four. Here's the thing: it's going to be a two-parter. Did not see that coming. Yeah, I guess that's a um, a little bit of an excuse for why it's been so long. Uh, volume One will be premiering on May 27th, with Volume Two arriving on July 1st. Uh, it's weird that those are not very far apart. <laughs> I feel like you could have just played them all. Is, isn't that what the Netflix did with um, uh, Fear Street? I guess they're just dumping them, huh? They're not. It's not like they're episodic. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The Fear Street movies, I think, came out like week weekly. Or yeah, something. I was gonna say like one a week, I think. Yeah, or two weeks or something, something along those lines. Uh, get this: Stranger Things four is said to be quote. Twice the length of previous seasons. Go figure. So that makes sense then. Uh, here's some episode titles just to kind of wet your whistle and maybe give you some. And wet your pants. Some, yep. yep. Give you some thoughts on what stories could be going down. Uh, we've got the Hellfire Club, Vecna's Curse, the Monster and the Superhero, Dear Billy. Oh. Oh, Billy! The Nina Project, or Nina Project. <laughs> the di- the Nina, the Pinta. <laughs> I am El Nino. <laughs> that means the <laughs> Nino. <laughs> the Dive, the Massacre at Hawkins Lab, Papa, and the Piggyback. Papa, that's Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine's back, guys. 
I also wish there wasn't a comma on that last one. It was just called Papa and the Piggyback. <laughs> Matthew Modine was named after Jiminy Glick's sons. What? <laughs> Did you ever watch Jiminy Glick? No. Oh. Yeah, his sons were Morgan, Mason, Matthew, and Modine. <laughs> Morgan, Mason, Matthew, and Modine. However he used to say it. I'm not Martin Short, so I can't talk like Martin Short. I wasn't sure for all these years. He's a master of disguise. <laughs> Him and Dana Carvey. Right. Uh, well, we know of season four thus far is that Hopper is still alive, imprisoned far from home in the snowy wastelands of Kamchatka, where he will face dangers both human. He was dot, dot, dot. It would have been a good tra- other. Would have been a good transition into his Marvel role. As the Red Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in the States, a new horror is beginning to surface. Something long buried. Something that connects everything. Oh my God. We also know that uh, horror icon Robert England is joining the cast as Victor Creel, a disturbed man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder he committed in the 1950s. Murder, 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 murder. Uh, on top of that, we know that season five, which has already been greenlit, will be the final season. According to the Duffer Bros. Dude Bro, dude bro Duffers. <laughs> They're like, seven years ago, we planned out the complete story arc for Stranger Things. Dude. <laughs> At the time, we were like, the story would last like four or five seasons, like max, you know? Uh, it proved too large to tell in four, so we were like, fuck it, you know? I got this impression that we use is based on what, like a single interview? It's based on nothing. Like, it's based on absolutely nothing. No? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was just that we started calling him the Duffer Bros, and so we started making him talk like Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something we do. <laughs> uh, they said at the time, we predicted the story would last four or five seasons. It proved too large to tell in four, but as you'll see for yourselves, we are now hurtling towards our finale. Season four will be the penultimate season. Season five will be the last. But if, like The Walking Dead, you just can't get enough, <clears throat> just can't get enough, don't worry, because we've talked about it before, I think, on this podcast, but they are planning some spinoffs. I think Millie Bobby Brown has already signed on for her own show. It's probably called Eleven. Eleven in, Eleven in New York. Eleven in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Eleven in... Eleven in the city. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, Duffer Bros tease. There are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things. New mysteries, new adventures, new unexpected heroes. I'm trying to think of a play on Eleven, like it's it's Eleven in L.A., but it's just as they spell it E L A V E N. Eleven. Or it could be like... It's uh, actually called How I Met Eleven. How, how I Met Your Eleven. <laughs> I was going to say I Love Eleven, where she lives in an apartment building with six other guys. I love Eleven. <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay. So look forward to that. May whatever I said. 27th on Netflix. Yay. Ba-bum. We just, uh, so we switched over to T-Mobile and they, uh, have Netflix on us. Yeah. Do you use that? No. Why not? 
because uh, cheese pays for Netflix and I pay for my own phone bill. But it's free. I mean, you're paying an extra for it. Well, but I would have to upgrade, so it's not really free. Oh, it doesn't come with your plan? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, then. But we're looking at adding her to my line, so we, we may we got end the, up getting that. We got the Magenta Max. Magenta Max. Which they have three tiers of plan, and that's the, the highest one. Yeah, we're, I'm, I, well, I'm on the lowest one, the essentials. Ah. Because you're fucking basic. Yep. You're basic. <laughs> it's it's literally unlimited everything. I'm like, why do I need more than that? What? Is it? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. There's something that steers me I think me it's away. like 50 gigs of 5G or something, and then it gets throttled, and I've never come anywhere close to that. I can't remember. There's something that steered me away from it. Either way, Kristen, like, she never turns her fucking Wi-Fi on, so she's constantly using data. I always use Wi-Fi at home, and I'm working from home now, so I'm always home. Like I've used almost no Wi-Fi except like when I'm driving up here and I'm listening to music. Yeah, or did I say Wi-Fi? You did say Wi-Fi. Data is what I meant. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we got Netflix, and then for they're they're paying for the basic Netflix. Isn't Netflix jacking up their price again too? I don't know. Um, but for five dollars extra, so I'm only paying five dollars total out of pocket for Netflix. Uh, and I'm getting uh, ultra high def. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what the, what the extra five dollars is for. No. Noise. It's nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Get T-Mobile. <laughs> this episode brought to you by T-Mobile. Hey, they paid off our phones, so so you, it's another sponsor. <laughs> like, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> unbeknownst to them, I'm sure. All right, so we talked before, I mean, God, episode one, we talked about Teen Wolf series, and we talked about- Did how, we? Yeah. Very first episode, we talked about it. And we talked about how stupid it was bound to be, and then it came out, and I watched it, and I'm like, ah, you know, this is like typical fucking teen drama shit, but it's like, it's not bad. It's watchable. Towards the end, it started to get a little awful, but the first like two, three seasons were pretty good. Anyway, so it's been off the air for a few years at this point. I forget how many total seasons there were. Uh, Tyler Posey went off to do movies. Uh, what's his face? Um, Tyler Hulklin went off to do to be uh, Superman. Um, but uh, they're talking about bringing back... I think we talked about this on the show Looks before. Like two seasons. No. So that's what this is. That's impossible. Oh, six seasons? That sound better? That sounds more like six it. Six seasons in a movie? Right. Uh, or more. <laughs> um, that was your segue. Yeah, speaking of which, <laughs> but we talked about on the show before that they're bringing back the Teen Wolf series, and it appears that they're what kickstarting that, or... I think they scrapped that, and they're doing this instead. Okay, so it looks like instead they are doing Teen Wolf the movie. Not the beloved one with Michael J. Fox. Not even the less beloved one with Jason Bateman. But the one with one Tyler Posey. Uh, stars returning from the show are Tyler Posey, Holland Roden, 
Shelly Hennig and Crystal Reed. She related to Mr. Perfect? Yes, probably. Sweet. <laughs> um, so it's a reprisal roles alongside Orny Adams, Lindy Nashby, J.R. Bourne, Seth Gilliam, Colton Haynes. Hey, Colton Haynes coming back. Should uh, be Colton Dunn. Sure. And the biscuits and the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and the biscuit is, is me. me. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Uh, Ryan Kelly, Melissa Ponzio, and Dylan Sprayberry. Sprayberry. I recently rewatched all of Holliston. Yeah. And there's an episode where Adam Green's showering and he's like, and the biscuit. I remember that. <laughs> I can't remember which one came f- first if that if he did that on holliston first or if it was no it was the movie because they because colton dunn came up with it okay because they said you know just do like whistle the national anthem or something because it has to be something that's fair use that we can don't have to pay any rights for right and so he just made up this song on the spot (laughs) uh I love that it goes on for way too long. Too. Oh, yeah. It's like an entire, what, verse or chorus or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's just like sitting there looking at him like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, cut at him or? <laughs> busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy, man. <laughs> You're a true artist, Gus. Uh, uh, let's see. Looks like the plot is as follows. A terrifying evil has emerged in the town of Beacon Hills. I think there already was one. Uh, the wolves are howling once again, calling for the return of banshees, were-coyotes, hellhounds, kitsunes, and every other shapeshifter in the night. Lovers in the night. Strangers in the night. Exchanging glances. Dooby-dooby-doo. But only a werewolf like Scott McCall... No longer a teenager, yet still an alpha. Oh, why would that change? Uh, because he's no, because he's not a teen he's wolf t- anymore. He's twenty now, right? So the the title is a misnomer, right? Now he's unless a young his, adult wolf. <laughs> unless it's his son, Teen Wolf, the next generation, <laughs> Teen Wolf too. <laughs> unless it's his son, Jason Bateman McCall. It was his cousin in that. Yeah, but still, whatever. In this one, it's his son. <laughs> Whose name is Jason Bateman McCall. <laughs> no longer a teenager, yet still an alpha, can gather both new allies and reunite trusted friends to fight back against what could be the most powerful and deadliest enemy they've ever faced. Dr. Robotnik. I saw the trailer. There's like a were echidna, right? Like, there, there's a trailer. No, I was making a Sonic Two joke. Oh, got it. <laughs> I thought the echidna part would give that away. That's what Knuckles is, dude. How fucking awesome is it that fucking Idris e- Idris Elba is doing Knuckles' voice? <laughs> it's the most awesomely bad casting. Is it bad? I mean, I can only go off of what knuckles sounded like in the cartoon and it wasn't that (laughs) fair enough it wasn't a super suave fucking british guy (laughs) he is suave as fuck god damn uh we were watching i I went to my parents to go pick up my son and uh my 
my parents were watching something and I can't remember what it was now, but Idris Elba was in it. And my mom, she looked over me, she's like, he is a good looking man. <laughs> like, you know, I have to agree. After she swooned. Apparently. Oh my. She fainted. Um my stars. <laughs> giving me the vapors. Um uh yeah, the first time I saw the Sonic 2 trailer, I went and listened to Dance Off. <laughs> so good. I challenge you to a dance off. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, um if it can, if this can kind of recapture what what the first couple seasons had, then it might not be too bad, but if it's just more of the the shit that came in later seasons then it's not even worth it um it sounds very like i never watched the show but it sounds very busy with like banshees and were coyotes and hellhounds every season they added some kind of fucking new shapeshifter and it's just like this is fucking exhausting um what made teen wolf so special was he was the only one except for his dad i guess but yeah and why they were all in this town i don't know (laughs) Well, it's like, so, I mean... Remember that show Death Valley on MTV that lasted like four episodes? Yeah, that, that would have been so awesome. If they could, it was like Reno 911, except with a, like a horror... Yeah, that's exactly what it was. ...bent to it. Um, I don't know why they didn't finish... I mean, I, I assume it's because nobody watched it, but it was awesome. Oh, yeah. There were like too many people from Mad TV on this. Get rid of it. <laughs> um, Paramount Plus... You don't have Paramount Plus. I have Paramount Plus. Do you? Yeah. Me too. I don't know why. I like never use it. That's where we watch Ghosts. Yeah. So I guess it's a CBS show. Because Kristen watched it. Or she she started watching it and then. I mean, it might also be on Hulu or something, but it's. Yeah, that's I can't... where we watched it. So. She was watching it on something. I want to say it was Peacock, but then. That, that makes no sense. That no. makes no sense. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so no release date for this yet, right? Uh, the future, <laughs> somewhere in time, down the line. So look forward to that if you care. Did you ever watch Zombieland 2? Double tap? Yes. Was there any good? It was basically the same movie. So, in that respect, yes. But then again, it's just like, again, it's the same movie. So, why? Yeah. It did have uh, Thomas Middleditch and um, uh, Luke Wilson, which were basically like, Clones of um, Columbus and um, shit. What was Tallahassee? Really? Tallahassee. Like you know, just this badass zombie hunter and his goofy sidekick. Yeah, uh, that was kind of funny. So, did it make you fiend for a part three? No. Well, <laughs> good news. Um, actually, no, it might be. Uh, Ruben Fleischer in an interview with ComicBook.com says making the first movie was a dream come true it was my first ever film imagine that's your first movie 
That's a, that's a, it was a Universal movie, right? Yeah, that's, that's big time, big uh, time, big it, time. It had Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg, who I guess they weren't as big as stars then. But Woody Harrelson no. was was a big deal. I mean, like Silas's first movie starred us, right? <laughs> Don't get much lower than that. Uh, he we says, do a fucking podcast for Christ's sake. <laughs> that's our claim to fame. He said, Emma and Jesse were relative unknowns at the time, and it was a dream experience. And because it was such a random, off-the-radar movie, I think people were really surprised by how charming it was. And we wanted to make a sequel as soon as the first one came out, but we just didn't have a story worth telling. And it just took time to let it marinate and let the characters evolve. Suggest you let let that one marinate. Get it? Yeah. How about that Shorzy trailer, huh? Dude, I'm hyped. I, I wasn't sure if they were going to show his face. I was like, how are they going to do this whole series without ever showing his face? I figured they were going to because the last episode when Shorzy leaves Letterkenny and he kind of turns around and they cut right before they show his yeah. full face. But you saw his profile. Yeah. I figured, okay, well, they've got to show his face and that's probably why he's leaving instead of just staying in Letterkenny because they can't have two Waynes in Letterkenny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, and I'm so pleased and proud that the cast was able to come back so that we could make the second one. Emma joked while we were making the film, we should do one of these every 10 years. So hopefully by 2029, there'll be another Zombieland. But I don't know. I mean, I also kind of feel like Double Tap, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so is there going to be a third one or not? Uh, well, he says, I wonder how many times you can return to the well. So we'll see. Which to me says, no. Yeah, this sounds like a long walk to the to a dry well here. Oh, I see you here in the in the title. You you put Zombieland three <laughs> question mark? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's 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 fucking it's popcorn. You know, it's just whatever. Yeah, potato chips. Just, just whatever. Yeah, I'll eat it. Fine. Don't yeah, cost nothing. It's not going to give you any value. No. I'm still going to be hungry later, but yeah. I'll, I'll eat it now. It's sure. Good, it's a good way to kill time. Yeah. Here's my. I'm going to put that on the poster, but. <laughs> Got nothing to do for an hour and a half? <laughs> good way to kill times as Taylor of Terror. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, says Skeletoni. Mm, dot, dot, dot. Good. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. If you're holding out hope for a Zombieland three in 2029, I would probably stop doing that. Yeah. You know, hope for something more with your life, and stop comparing Zombieland to Shaun of the Dead. Idiots. You know. You remember when we wanted to remake Shaun of the Dead for like an like an American version? Yeah. I mean, that was. Damn near a decade ago, if not over a decade ago. Uh, now that I'm older and maybe wiser, I'm just like, that would have been a bad idea. There's no way to recapture that. No. Especially American for American audiences, because holy, we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you'd have better luck with The World's End. Just because it's about drinking beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even like I like I just finished um, You've Got Red on You, the, the book about the making of Shaun of the Dead. And Edgar Wright was basically like, I couldn't make this movie again. Yeah. It really was just kind of lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, so Dead by, Dead by Day Dead by Daylight, which is of course the multiplayer online uh, hunter killer game um, that's been wildly popular, even though it was seemed like it was like kind of under the radar at first. Yeah, just kind of known amongst horror fans, but now it's like really popular. Well, yeah, when they, once they started getting licensed properties in, it, it kind of took off. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, this game has Freddy Krueger in it. This game has Leatherface in it." Yeah, yeah. Over time, they started yeah adding Freddy uh leatherface um pinhead pinhead uh they just recently added uh, uh ghostface michael myers is in there too that's right I forgot about that there's a stranger um, things chapter yeah the demogorgon yeah um i own the game but i haven't played it much because i'm really bad at it it's hard as fuck it's really fucking hard especially when you play with people that are good at it yeah i've only played with people i know who are not good at it right and even then like it, it feels like even like when they're the killer and they catch me, they're like, oh, I did it. Okay. I don't know what I did, but you all of a sudden you were there. <laughs> you go smush now. <laughs> um, well, Dead by Daylight has launched Sadako Rising. Yeah, when you play with like, you know, 12-year-olds who are really good at it and they're just like, ha-ha, you fucking retard. Yeah, they call you queer and so tell you they're going to fuck your mother and stuff. Yeah, and you're like, hey, don't talk like that. And they'll be like, shut up. <laughs> fucking queer i'll fuck your mother no you won't your penis doesn't work <laughs> your balls out even dropped you little shit it's like sometimes i want to drop into one of those Fortnite rooms just to like lay into these little fuckers like i i, I will probably be just awful at the game and that's fine <laughs> i don't care but i just want to like lay into them verbally <laughs> it's like let me show you how a grown man Makes fun of somebody. <laughs> a grown man who's very immature. <laughs> and very angry. When he's um, like, hey, I'm going to fuck your mother. You'd be like, well, then we beat even. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I fucked your mother. I'm your I'm your daddy. Call me daddy. <laughs> call me daddy, bitch. Mom, this guy online <laughs> wants me to call him daddy. <laughs> yeah, that could turn. <laughs> I have to plan this out a little better. <laughs> Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> uh, Behavior Interactive has announced that Chapter 23 for the Asymmetrical Horror... 23, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, game uh, featuring Sadako from Hideo Nataka's, or Nakata's Ringyu will arrive on March 8th. Uh, details about the chapter haven't been released yet, um, but it, along with Sadako, a new survivor will be added in the game, uh, a gro- grown-up Yoichi Asakawa. I've never seen Ringu. I've only seen the, the yeah, ring. Yeah. So I'm guessing this is like like the young boy yeah. from the ring who had to watch the tape and then record the tape and remember when tapes were a thing. I'm just making tapes. <laughs> tapes, 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 tapes. So many VCRs. I was going to say, how could you make this movie today? And then I remembered that they did. Yeah. <laughs> they just put it online. It's, yeah, it's a viral video. Because it's the future. Yeah. Cell phones, internet. Right. <laughs> just Twitter. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the thing now they would make it and it would just be a TikTok. Yep. Cause it didn't take long either. Do you remember that episode of Holliston where they, they found the tape? Yes. And like, if you didn't show it to someone, if, if you didn't show it to someone in seven days, then you died. And so Adam showed it to the racist girl that he was dating. Right. Uh, let's see. Because of the unorthodox nature, unorthodox nature of Sadako. 
According to the film's lore, Sadako is unable to touch any of her prospective victims. It was a challenge to come up with a way to have Sadako attack. The solution was to go with Sadako's psychic abilities, which include moving things around telepathically. And yes, the team was able to find a way to include the TV and the well in the game. The chapter would have been less exciting if those things were missing, says Behavior Interactive's Dave, Dave Richard. I don't know if I would say less exciting, but definitely less recognizable. Yeah, I mean, are they are they making a new... I guess they just say a new... Uh, chapter. Chapter. I wonder if that includes a new... Uh, level? World. Know, world. Map. Map, there you go. I mean, they usually do. Because like the Halloween one, you got Michael, um, Lori, and the Myers house. Stranger Things, you got the Demogorgon. Uh, you actually got God. You got Stephen and Steven. Uh, what is her name? Some some chick, Nancy. And then you got the uh, the Hawkins Lab. Okay. I didn't buy any of the upgrades. The only one, they did have Ash. Ash, that's the one I got. But that was not that one wasn't a chapter. It was right, just Ash. Character, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I've. That's the only expansion I've gotten. I think I got that and the Nightmare on Elm Street chapter because mm. it was on sale for like five bucks. So I was like, yoink, <laughs> yoink. yoink. <laughs> Guala, <sighs> Guala, gu- 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 France. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, he also went on to say, personally, I'm a giant fan of the Stephen King universe and the villains from his books. I would love to be able to do one of his monsters at some point. I think that would be amazing. He wants to do the monsters. He's got a monster kink. (laughs) He wants to do them until daylight. Do me. (laughs) Uh, I think that it would be. I think that would be amazing. It's such a great universe. Fucking pervert. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's such a great universe, and there's so many different possibilities we could explore. What if they got like fucking Jack Torrance and the Overlook? Oh, the Overlook would be fucking sick, right? The Overlook and the and the Hedge Maze that'd be more of the movie, but yeah, because the Hedge Maze in the uh, I, mean, I was thinking Pennywise, that'd be dope too. Yeah, although like you know they'd have to pull them from film properties, otherwise they'd have to completely like reinterpret. That's true. Things. Yeah, and you know Stephen King notoriously doesn't like Kubrick's Shining. True, but that's like. Jack Torrance, that you recognize Jack Torrance, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's Stephen Weber, <laughs> right? Brian from Wings. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, the hedge maze in the in the book was less of a thing. So, you know, if you were going to include that, it would have to be more based on the film. Yeah, I'm wearing my shining shoes today. I seen that. Fancy. Yeah. Tony's doing a little dance. You guys can't see him. It's my fancy. You could if you were on Discord. Join us on Patreon. (laughs) Uh, Yep. So there you go. Um, Dead by Daylight. 
featuring Stephen King. I'd love to play that more. I'd love to play all my games more, but I just, I just don't have time. Word. Fucking being Life. a dad. <laughs> being a parent is fucking exhausting, and I can't do anything fun. <laughs> I should have thought about that. I did. <laughs> and I was told to stop thinking about it. <laughs> no, I love my son to death, but God damn it, is He's he a cute little potato. He is a potato. He's a funny kid. <laughs> He's got the roundest fucking head. He really does. It's like perfectly. It's like it's like it's a like a bowling ball. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> we're not looking at baby pictures right now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no. My wife and I are both like, why is his head so round? Is it gonna be round forever? <laughs> It's like we we put we were so meticulous about making sure that he wasn't always laying on the back of his head or he wasn't laying on one side or the other, but it's like maybe we overdid it. Maybe his <laughs> head's just so now perfectly so round that he's just gonna have this gonna fucking globe head for the rest of his life. To look like Louis Anderson. <laughs> R.I.P. One love. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Dead by Daylight. Um, keep an eye out for uh, Sadako Rising coming March 8th yeah it's available on all gaming platforms I believe it's cross platform too it's cross platform one of the few games it is the fuck finger guns Speaking of horror games, horror. <laughs> uh, there's a new one coming out. It's going to be on all the major platforms called Martha is Dead. Sucks for her. Uh, Martha is Dead is a dark first person psychological thriller set in 1944 Italy that blurs the lines between reality, superstition, and the tragedy of war. As conflict intensifies between German and allied forces, the desecrated body of a woman is found drowned. Martha! Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> Which I don't know how any of that translates to a video game, but it's like you found a body. Okay, what do I do? <laughs> it's Martha. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, but the reason that Martha is dead is in the news is because their publisher, Wired Productions, took to Twitter recently to explain that per Sony's request. They had to modify the experience on the PS5 and PS4 versions. The resulting changes have unfortunately rendered, quote, some elements of the game no longer playable. Boo! Boo, Boo censorship! Boo! Uh, neither Wired Productions nor LKA, whatever that is, have specifically, uh, have specified exactly how the offending content will have to be censored to appease Sony. Uh, but it seems that the... Uh, content in question uh, is a scene, a quick time event scene where you have to cut the face off a corpse and then wear it around. Christ. <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever, but and it's all done in first person too. Nice. Um, so the, yeah, the game's going to be delayed on PS4 and PS5. 
uh, as far as the digital version, it's going to be launching on February 24th. But if you get the physical game or if you get it on Xbox or some other uh, PC or whatever, then it will still contain this too hot for TV content. I don't understand this. Too like, hot for Sony. Like we were just talking about Dead, Dead by Daylight, the game that is entirely based on killing people. Yeah. You run around and you kill people. That is the goal. And they're fucking censoring cutting off a face. Of someone who's already dead. Oh, God, just creating corpse. Oh, no. Call the media. By the way, have we mentioned that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game, is coming out on Sony? Right. <laughs> Did you watch the movie, Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little, it's not an inside joke, I guess. <laughs> right now it is. I, I guess. <laughs> People listening know what the movies are, though. That's true. <laughs> the name of the fucking episode. Fine. Go yeah. on. Talk about Martha. I, she's dead. She's fucking dead. <laughs> so by, if, if you have a PS4 or PS5, uh, get the physical game so that you can cut off some faces. Um, and and that, tell Sony to shove their censorship up their stupid asses. That almost sounds like a way for... Sony to encourage people to buy physical media. I don't know what benefit that has to them, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, what the overhead is on either one. I think it's just that since like it's the game's already being pressed for physical media, they can't go back and change it. True. Anywho, anywho, that's it for horror business. That is it. Or H Bizzle as we call it behind the scenes. (laughs) Totally. All time. Uh, okay, so where do we go from here, Taylor? We go to our movie reviews. <laughs> All right, so two movies for you guys. Two new ones. Just I think they both just came out. Um, one is the... Uh, what the fuck is her name? Scout Taylor Compton uh, vehicle. That's an industry term, right? Yep. For car or boat. <laughs> it's her bus that she calls the long night. She drives a bus around the country. It's a night with a K. <laughs> and the other is uh, the new Netflix film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which I guess is a legacy sequel, is a term we're using now. It is. Yeah, apparently. It's dumb. It's just like when you wait a long time and then put out a sequel. I just call it a sequel. It's because Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> All right, Taylor, which one do you want to start Everything's with? Everything's got to have a cute little name that they don't actually make any money off of. So. Right. Um, let's, let's start with The Long Night. Just as a serpent sheds his skin, so must the world be cleansed of sin. Mr. Caldwell, hello! So that the next renewal can begin. Smells like something died in here. Let's just get out of here. This whole thing is weird. I don't know what it is about this house. I have to stay. 
peace, you Lord Octana. We, the guardians of the long night, are your humble servants. Instruct us. <gasps> they were in my head. Why are we really here? For 5,000 years, the serpent has been the great equalizer, cleansing the evils of man from the world with his venom. This ends now. Okay, so the long night, uh, as Tony said, who boy was this a long night? <laughs> uh, as Tony said, stars Scout Taylor Compton as Grace. Uh, Grace, <laughs> that blessing, <laughs> blessing. <laughs> Grace, she died. <laughs> she died thirty years ago. Um, Don't throw me down, Clark. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Is your house on fire, Clark? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, she lives in New York with her boyfriend, Jack. Jack Cabot. <laughs> they call him Jack Attack. They, they do call him that. Jack. Multiple times. <laughs> so many times they call him that. Um, and she... They, Lord, uh, they they kind of breeze over this, but she gets a phone call. She she doesn't know who her parents are. Right, she's adopted, and she doesn't know who her birth parents are. But she gets this phone call uh, from some guy named Frank, and he's like, "I get, I got what you need." <laughs> he's like, "I got information on your family. Uh, come down to my farmhouse uh, in the south." Yeah, just the, the vague south. Could be fucking anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she's all excited about it, but her phone kind of like glitches when she gets off the phone and it's kind of like, Ooh, that was ominous. Right. Uh, and so she tells Jack, you know, that she's got this news and Jack's like, Oh, you know, something, something, my parents, blah, blah, blah. And he basically like insinuates that his parents won't like her cause she's from the South. And then we cut to them on the road to her to this to Frank's plantation house, apparently coming from Jack's parents. Yep. <laughs> and there's just like this throwaway scene of them being like, I can't believe your parents didn't like me. It's like, what does this have to do with anything? Right. And it's like And spoiler alert, it never comes back around. No. And like, and like they're did you think they're in New York? Did yeah. you mention that? Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, they're just like, <laughs> and Jack's like the kind of guy that definitely played lacrosse in college. Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> yeah, he went to he went to Princeton, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't, I got so lost. I'm like, did I fucking miss something? 
I know. I when it, sh- it showed him in the car, I was like, oh, they they must be going to his parents, right? And then they make this comment about having left his parents. And it's just and like, like road trip. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, they stop at this gas station, and like you think this guy's going to be the harbinger, and he's just like, "Oh, you're from New York," and she's like, "Is it that obvious?" <laughs> um, you know, because she's got her apple bottom jeans and her boots. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "City slickers," <laughs> and he spits in a spittoon. Yep, as you do. Yep. <laughs> but no, this is just like a regular guy, and she's like, you know, I'm from around these parts. And he's like, oh, welcome home. And then Welcome Jack, back to these parts. And then Jack comes in and buys condoms. Or cigarettes. And cigarettes. Yeah. That's right. I thought he was I thought he was asking for condoms, and then the guy handed him cigarettes. Right. And my mind forgot the whole part about cigarettes. I just remember the condoms. <laughs> it seemed like he was buying them in secret. Yeah. And then later on he smokes them seemingly in secret. But that's just like never a thing. It's never addressed. She's not like, you're smoking again. Like right. It's like, even if it's a tiny little thing that she mentions offhand, it's like, at least that validates what, you know, that whole scene. Yeah. Like, this movie felt like half of it was left on the cutting room floor. (laughs) So they go to Frank's farmhouse. They go in. Frank's not there. Uh, Like, the whole house is kind of has this weird vibe. We get a whole walkthrough. They do like a property brothers style walkthrough of the entire house yeah it's like this like first person panoramic shit yeah like over scout's shoulder um just yeah like hey guy can we use your house for this movie sure but you got to show it all off because i'm selling it (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice place it is um there's like skulls all over the wall that'll happen yeah i mean hunting lodge you know whatever uh, but then that night, some people just kind of show up out on the lawn and they're all wearing robes and like animal skulls. The most unnerving ones were the people with the big, tall, pointy hats. Not, I mean, like kind of like a KKK hood, hood, but it was black and it was about three or four feet tall. Yeah. And it looked like, like the eye holes were just like ripped out too. Yeah. Instead of cut out. But I don't know if you remember American Horror Story Coven all that well, but the opening credits for that, you know how they do like just weird imagery during yeah. the credits? One of them, one of the th- scenes that they would show during those credits was like this co- supposedly coven of witches walking through the woods and they were all wearing robes that look exactly like that. And I always thought that was so unnerving. Like, why do they look so creepy? <laughs> Why are they so pointy? <laughs> They're a brownish area with points. points. <laughs> yeah, Jack gets all, you know, testosterone up and he goes out there and he yells at him that he went to Princeton. <laughs> I just love that there's this random weird cult out on their lawn and he's like, I went to Princeton. Like, they're not impressed, dude. Like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then suddenly Jeff Fahey shows up for whatever reason. Uh, apparently he's Frank's brother. Is he brother? That's I thought he was his friend. Well, like, so he literally just like shows up and he's like, where's Frank? Who the fuck are you? Why are you in Frank's house? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Uh, who is that? Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then Grace is just like, look, your brother invited us. And I was like, wait, how does she know it's his brother? Yeah. And he just kind of goes with it. So I just kind of assumed she was right. I guess I totally missed that part. But yeah, there, there's nothing that ever, he never says Frank is my brother. That I, Unless I, I missed it, but. Okay. Um, Man, yeah. This movie really could have used a second pair of eyes. <laughs> like I said, I think most of it just ended up on the cutting room floor. Because there's so much that it's just like, wait, something happened that I missed. <laughs> but they're like, you know, how did you get through the people on the yard? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no people on the yard. Right. And then they look out the window and guess what? There's people in the yard. Yeah. It's like, how did you miss them? I mean, I know they're wearing black robes, but they've got like torches and shit. Yeah. They're all like a flame. Yeah. And like, I mentioned this to my wife, but do you ever notice that, uh, that torches and movies always look exactly the same? They're like just these long wooden sticks that are kind of like, you know, they, they taper out and they've got this black ball at the end that's just on fire. Like, what are those made of? Wood. But what, like the little black thing on the end that's actually burning. What is that? Charcoal. <laughs> I don't know. It, like, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm like sitting there watching. It's like, torches always look like that. And I have no idea what that is. It's like, if I was going to make a torch, I'd grab a stick, put some like fabric on the yeah, end, yeah. like wrap it around the end and maybe some lighter fluid and light it on fire. But it wouldn't look like that. Right. This is clearly like some kind of black ball that is on fire. What is that? <laughs> what is that ball? If you know what that ball is, please tweet at us. <laughs> Hashtag black balls. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> I'm not really going to worry about spoilers. Is that okay with you? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Jeff Fahey goes outside. Was, did they have a piece of rebar? It was yeah, it was a stick or a piece of pipe or something, yeah. And I thought it was a uh, like a shotgun or a When rifle. he first came into the house, I thought it was a shotgun. But there was like he never pointed it at him and they never made a mention of it. All he did was wield it like a stick. Yeah. <laughs> but so he goes out there swinging this rebar or whatever it is at these culties cult culties. <laughs> And uh, suddenly the lead guy who's wearing like a elk skull or something, mm. something with big giant antlers, uh, like uses the force on him. <laughs> he seriously did like the Darth Vader choke without touching him. Yeah. And then he they threw him on the ground and just stabbed the shit out of him. Just stabbed and stabbed and so much stabbing. Bye bye, lawnmower man. Uh so yeah, Jeff Fahey, probably at least the second biggest actor in this movie, lasts all of about five minutes. Right. Like they get, they kill him. And it's like, why was he even in this? Yeah. Like what was the, just, oh, we need some real quick cannon fodder. Like, <laughs> it's like who's, was he just, who's available? Was he in town? <laughs> Is he like <laughs> friends with someone on set? Like, <laughs> was he just around South in, in South? <laughs> Is he in the South? Yeah, he like crawls his way back to the deck and then just dies. Dies, 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 dies. <laughs> and Grace is like, sorry, mister. <laughs> sorry about your death. Uh, and then nothing happens throughout the entire middle of the movie. Accurate. 
Oh, yeah. This is all in the first half hour, by the way. Yeah. Everything I just mentioned is the first half hour, and then nothing happens for about 45 minutes. Uh, their car doesn't work anymore, by the way, because these cultists apparently have supernatural powers. Right. They can mess with phones and cars, and they can choke slam people without touching them. Don't fuck with man's Audi, because Audi users or Audi drivers are douchebags, and they'll they'll just be douchebags to you. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to Princeton. Right. Uh, so then, uh, you, you probably figured this out by now, even just from my shitty retelling of this movie, because I figured it out real quick. Uh, the head cultist. Yeah. It's Grace's mom. Hey, and you think maybe she has something to do with whatever they're up to. And she's like, maybe like the linchpin. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, we get a flashback to Grace's birth where we just see her mom's vagina glowing. That was hilarious, right? <laughs> I thought it was funnier than when, uh, like in the Neon Demon, when she just opens up her legs and just black tar starts pouring it, or maybe it was blood. It was hard to tell. It, it was, was dark, yeah. it was blood. Yeah, this was like cartoonish. Yeah, my wife was sitting there when that happened, and I'm like, oh, okay. I think she was like looking at her phone or something. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And she looks up, she's like, what is that? I'm like, apparently she has like the best vagina in the world. (laughs) 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 And some goofy ass incubus thing is like pacing towards her in the woods. Yeah, apparently Grace's dad is some kind of serpent demon. Um and we're like led up to this by there just being snakes everywhere. Hella snakes. Why does it have to be snakes? (laughs) Why does it always have to be snakes? Nope ropes. Nope ropes? Have you ever seen that before? No. It's like a chart of uh, things as referred to by dogs or something. It's like like f- flies are like sky raisins <laughs> and uh, bees are spicy sky raisins and snakes are nope ropes. and. <laughs> Uh, so her mom tells her that her mission is to get this serpent demon off the property. Cause apparently somehow it's like bound to the property. So grace screams real loud and everybody dies. And then she walks off the property and that's the end of the movie. She's a demon now. What? You didn't know that? No, the whole it. Oh, just what to everything that happens at the end of the movie? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she apparently gets possessed, and then she kills all the cult members for whatever reason. Because if she's on their side, why'd she kill them all? I don't understand that. But she literally kills them just by screaming. Yep, which was like completely like underwhelming. It's like you couldn't have done something a little more entertaining. Yeah, like they didn't even like it's like their heads exploded or anything. They just fell over. Yeah. Like this is a total fucking waste of time. And did there's no like ceremony or anything to like show her getting possessed. Yeah. They're just like, "Oh, your dad's a demon, so now you're a demon. You get that, right?" Well, it's she's like you're supposed to be the living you're supposed to be the embodiment of this such and such demon. So, here, drink this thing. And she's like, okay. And she just <laughs> pounds this cup. Oh, I guess, yeah, she, they did drink the Kool-Aid. This chalice of, yeah, 
Kool-Aid or maybe blood. I don't know. It looked really thin to be blood. And then she just started screaming and rolling around and throwing a fit. And then she was a demon. And then she killed everybody. And she killed everyone. And then, yeah, she, we just see her like limping to the end of the driveway. And then her eyes turn white and she walks away. Yeah. Yeah, because supposedly. So apparently the story goes as legend as legend goes. As legend has it. Uh, when the pilgrims apparently went to the south, which I didn't know happened. Um, they happened across a legend of some demon. It was a serpent demon and the natives which are lovingly referred to as indians in this um they like somehow managed to trap the demon on the property where this house is in the south (laughs) um and he hasn't been able to live leave that property just an arbitrary line that a man created at some point (laughs) Can't leave the property, uh, hasn't, and it's been stuck there for 400 years. And so now, because apparently the demon resides within her, she can leave now. Because she's a physical manifestation. Sure. Yeah, this definitely should have had somebody looking at it while it was being made. Which is weird because, you know, like this is the type of thing where I expect to see that the writer and the director are the same person, but it's not. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but it was just so silly. And it's like I said, the beginning, like the first half hour feels like there's all this stuff left on the cutting room floor. But then the whole second act is them going, what are we going to do? And it's like, why don't you cut out some of that shit and put in all the stuff that made th- makes things make sense? <laughs> I don't like the sound of them <laughs> apples, Will. <laughs> this looks to be... What? Looks like this guy is direct... Like, when he has directed, has been primarily music videos. Mm. Uh, he does a lot of composing. Mostly composing, it looks like. Oh, interesting. He he was in the music department for Eight Legged Freaks. Oh, okay. So you know he got that going for him. <laughs> anyway, um, man, this was a slog. Yeah, like when they first get to the house, and it's like immediate that all the the cult shows up. I'm just like, oh, this is we're getting into it. Yeah. This is going to be an action-packed thrill ride. And then literally, like, there's so much of the movie is just the cult is standing in the yard and Grace and Jack are like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And, like, at one point they call them. And I assume it was probably the the leader or Grace's... The master. The master. Yeah, she's referred to as. uh, Saying, you know, she's talking to Jack and she says, we don't want you. We just want the girl walk, you know, leave and you you won't be harmed. So, I mean, he hangs out, which, you know, is honorable of him. Um, But it's just like they spend so much time just standing out on the lawn being creepy 
when they could have just come in, Dude, there's which even, they did. There's like, even a line of dialogue where Grace says, why haven't they come in yet? Right. I'm like, yeah, why haven't they? Because clearly they can. <laughs> the whole end of the movie takes place in the basement. Yeah. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, why do you add a line of dialogue that calls out what's wrong with the movie if you're not going to explain it? Like, if she's going to say, why haven't they come in yet, then we need to get an explanation on why they haven't come in yet. Right. It's like, you know, I feel like when people make this movie, make these kinds of movies, they're expecting that people aren't going to actually be watching it. And then <laughs> they'll just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but it's like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is that it? Did anybody pay attention when they were making this? So this we we plan this movie to just be on in the background while people are doing other things. Right. I'm just upset that I paid seven dollars for this. Yeah, no shit, right? I want my money back. Um. Yeah, and it's funny that they told Jack he could leave, but the car didn't work. Right. I mean, he could have walked away. I guess. I guess. Would have been better than what actually happened. You know, it's hard to say what you'd do, I think, if your girlfriend had some kind of birthright and some kind of satanic cult, or demonic cult, I guess, would be more accurate. And they're like, you can leave. We don't want anything to do with you. Like, well, I'm not married to her. (laughs) And there's not even, like, even then you think there might be a scene where, like, you see him, you know, pull a ring out of his pocket or something and just be like, oh, you know, they were ready to take that next step. So you yeah. can't, can't just be like, this isn't what I signed up for. Sorry. Right. Sorry, babe. That's like, you know, he calls her babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe. If you guys want a fun game, go listen to our drunken cinema of Freddy versus Jason and do a shot every time we say babe. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, like I'm reading this review and it says the long night feels as if it was scribbled out during the downtime at a regional horror convention <laughs> and cast from the available pool of guests and attendees. Yikes. Yeah, it's kind of it, like it's kind of tropey in all the wrong ways. <laughs> the top review, three out of ten. The movie is not very good. Or it's titled "The Long Ninety Minutes." <laughs> it is. It's like ninety minutes, like on the nuts. Just about, yeah. Uh, on the nuts. Not a phrase I'm familiar with. <laughs> I mean, it is one. I've only heard on the nose. On the nose. On the dot. On the nuts. On the tip. <laughs> sure. This movie is not very good. The menacing cult just stands around holding torches. Yes! The main couple is annoying. The story yes. is really questionable, and I'm pretty forgiving. The final five minutes is kind of okay, but it's not worth it. This movie should have been called The Long 90 Minutes. Accurate. Also, they never try to like go out the back door. <laughs> 
What's that? They never try to like go out the back door or a side window or something. There's like five people standing right in front of the front door. They never try to go out a different exit. They 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 went out a different door, but I don't know where it was in in, in the configuration of the house. They looked like they went out to like some kind of like sun porch or something. Yeah, or is that the is that, that the term? Sunroom. Sun it's not really a room. It's just a porch with a screen in front of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a name. I just I'm not from the south, you know. So Sun Porch sounds good. <laughs> good. <laughs> we'll go with Sun Porch. Uh, yeah. I I agree with that review. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. It seems like I'm not going to sit here and read this, but it kind of seems like Bloody Disgusting is giving it a great glowing review. Yes, I saw that. Four and a half stars. Pull your finger out of your ass. Out of five. <sighs> anyway. So that's that. Um, it's not four and a half stars out of five. Nope. Um, it may not be four and a half stars out of ten. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's... It's weird to say that a movie that's 90 minutes can be too slow, but also be missing so much information. <laughs> yeah. And also be so predictable. It really was. Like, everything was just like... Like I said, it was super tropey. Like, all the stuff that you... If you've watched three of these kind of movies, like, everything you would expect is in here. Yeah. You know, like when you when there's the big reveal, the the master is a woman. It's like I didn't know the whole time that the master was a family member or parentage of of any sort. But as soon as she took her hood off, and I saw it was a woman, I'm like, okay, well, this is her mom. Yeah, I mean, we, it was clear from minute one that she was going to be somehow involved. Yeah. Like she was the like chosen the, one of some sort. Yeah, exactly. Um, man. Disappointed. <laughs> Not good. Is that um, it? Or... Yeah. All right. Um, I was like thinking I'd give it a three, but I'm just like, fucking, why? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, what are the pros? And I'm like, the cult looked kind of cool, although it wasn't particularly original. Yeah. Yeah, the cult looked kind of cool. Um, and it was shot well. Yeah. It's really like, as a, as a movie, it's done well. Like, it's well acted. I, I guess I assume the characters are supposed to be that fucking annoying. Um, yeah, you finish watching, and it's, it's just like it, that's certainly a movie. Yeah, and <laughs> I, like you said, it's well shot, and um, but you know, as far as filmmaking goes, the pacing is a problem. Yeah, but other than that, it's mainly just the story. Yeah, I think if you would have cut this down to like important plot points, it would have been twenty minutes long. <laughs> See, but then you would have had time to add in all the other plot points that would have made more sense. Sure. 
Uh, yeah. Um, I'll give it a point for each of the positive things that I said. So two. <laughs> um, I don't know. My my gut says three. I'm with you though. Like at the same time, I'm like, why? <laughs> but I, it's just like I feel a movie that is competently made is is at least a three. I mean, I feel like that should just be a baseline expectation. But well, that's yeah, just but me. We, at the same time, we've done some movies on here where I'm like, this is not even well made. This is garbage. Sure. <laughs> like who who financed this? Fucking. Fucking somebody in, in the south. Go fund me. <laughs> All right. So next up. Speaking of the south. Yep. That's what we did that on purpose. This is our south episode. Right. Our salute <laughs> to the south. Uh, for the next one, we go. That's No, you fucked it up. That's not how it goes. I don't, I don't, you, you gotta give me a, a hint, a clue. There's gotta be a lead in. You can't just clap. Okay, one, two, three. No, no, <laughs> god damn it. You say. And one, and two. No. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> you we're say, gonna go. We're gonna go to where the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Nailed it. Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. This is hardesty. Sally, I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? Cancel, bro. Oh, fuck. Dear God, it's me, Tony. Why am I such an idiot? <laughs>
All right, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No the. No, similar to Evil Halloween, Dead. where it's not the <laughs> Right. Not to be confused with the 1979 film, The Halloween. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so many things. I haven't slept well in like three days. <laughs> but on a serious note, Evil Dead did the same thing. Right. Um, of course, Evil Dead the sequel was just Evil Dead 2. Not That's true. Evil Dead 2. Okay. Uh, and then the third one was Army of Darkness. So who knows what's going on? Was it the Army? No, it's just Army of Darkness. I think it was a Army of Darkness. <laughs> An Army? One Army of Darkness. Okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, a Netflix joint. Um, is a. Der- Which, speaking of Evil Dead, produced by Fide Alvarez. Yep. And uh, Rhoda Sagayas. Yep, maybe they should have directed it. Did we ever figure out to say his name correctly? Sayagas. Sayagas? Oh, Roto? Yeah. I remember we just purposely avoided saying his name when we were reviewing Evil Dead. (laughs) Did we just call him Roto? Yep. (laughs) And it sounded super fucking awkward because it was clear we were deliberately not saying his name. (laughs) That's awkward. (laughs) You're awkward. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a brand new movie from Netflix, uh, a direct sequel to the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film by Toby Hooper. Sayagues. Sayagues. Okay. Well, like the computer said. Um, Thank you, robot. <laughs> um. Yeah, starring a bunch of fucking people I've never even heard of, but that's fine. So did the original. Um. Yeah, so you know all those sequels and prequels and everything that came out between 1977 and 2001. Forget them. Didn't happen. Never happened. Only this one. Only Zool. Um, man, we're just dropping a bunch of like completely unrelated references today. <clears throat> 1973. That's oh, older than I thought or remembered. Um, so, this takes place in, you know, modern day because there are lots of cell phones. That's how we know. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> um, two, two young people, uh, Melody and Dante, um, have bought the ruins, <laughs> ruins of the town of Harlow in Texas. You re- may, may, Heard of it? Yeah. May, you may remember Harlow as being the town in which the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre took place. It's also where they did the Harlow Shake. Yep. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Yeah, Taylor. The Harlem Shake is 10 years old. Is it? <sighs> really? Uh, um, so, yeah, they trek in in their fucking robot car. I don't It looks like a Tesla, but I don't know. Is it? I have no idea. 
whatever. It has really good auto driver, which if Teslas have that, then I'm fucking impressed. I know they have some form of auto driving, but I thought it was just good on like the freeway. I mean, I only know the commercials that auto park themselves, which I think is a BMW. I think a lot of cars do that now. I think Ford. When is someone going to invent tires that just will go sideways? So it's like, oh, I need to parallel park. Push a button, tires go sideways, and you just go move like a crab. They actually, some company, I want to say, because it was a truck, like a pickup truck. It was either Ford or Chevy, I think. Um, Rock flying eagle. Yeah, you know. You drive right. big trucks, going to kick some ass. <laughs> but they designed a truck to where both sets of wheels turn. So when you're trying to make, like if you are trying to turn around a sharp corner, trucks are notoriously hard to turn. Both sets of wheels turn so you can make sharp, sharper turns. Turns. Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then again. Anyway, so this takes place almost 50 years after the original the events of the original film. Melody and Dante don't really know what they are. Uh, well, Dante's a chef, like, and they're they're from Austin. So Austin is Austin, Massachusetts. You've heard of it. You know the town, <laughs> home of the Austin Celtics. <laughs> Austin is like the one place in the entire state of Texas that is not. Super red. Super Texas. Right. Um, it's kind of like Seattle back in like the late 90s, I should say. Yeah. Where Seattle was like the only part of the state that was super liberal and progressive. Yeah. That's expanded more now. But anyway, um, so they have decided they, they're going to buy the town of Harlow, which is just... Like a ghost town now. Everything is abandoned um, and run down. They decided that they are going to buy the town and auction off buildings to investors. To developers. Yeah. Yeah. To developers to revive the town and make it a new destination for... A new Austin. Right. They're going to they're change the name to New Austin. Right. And you can imagine that people, if you've ever been to Texas or know anybody from Texas, you could probably imagine that wouldn't go over well. Because Texas people don't like city folk. It's true. They have a term for them. City folk. They have a term for them. They call them city folk. Right. And it's not an endearing term. No. Um, so... They are just going through the town. Um, they have a, a run-in with some asshole in a truck, a big-ass pickup truck, and they get to the town. They find out, hey, that asshole is the contractor that we hired. <laughs> so there's already that tension. Dante, by the way, is black, so... Yeah. There's already that tension. Right. Um, but we've got uh, Dante and Melody, who I believe are just business partners. Um, Melody's sister, Lila, and Dante's girlfriend, Ruth. Um, they, uh, so yeah, they're just taking a look around the town. They find this old building that has a Confederate flag waving, uh, on the front. And they're like, okay, we've got fucking investors coming here today. We have to get that down. Otherwise they're just going to walk away, which doesn't make any sense. Take the fucking flag down. 
Well, and it's not like a developer is going to be like, hmm, I would like to bulldoze that building, but there's a giant Confederate flag. Right. <laughs> Does that have to stay or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't Anyway. <laughs> they're like, they're going to bulldoze the fucking building. It doesn't matter if there's a flag in it. So I decided they need to get up there and I apparently like hang out the window to get the flag down or whatever. They go inside, and inside the build, the supposedly abandoned building, uh, they find Ginny, who is an old woman who uh, says that she has been running the orphanage in that building for something, I think she says like 50 years, right? Yeah. Um, and she says, you can't take that flag down because it was my... Gr-, or, I guess, so Dante is just immediately... You know, up in arms against this woman because she's got a Confederate flag flying, um, and also she's not supposed to be in the building because they bought the entire town. All the you know, she, and she insists that she settled everything with the bank. Uh, Was and, there any mention of them being like, "We've sent notice to anybody that might live there still"? I feel like that would be part of the process. Well, no, I think they just went in guns blazing, assuming that they owned that town. Well, that's their mistake. But, I mean, so Dante has individual deeds for every building in town. Um, and he goes in there saying, you don't, you, you don't belong here. This is ours now. You're supposed to leave. She says, no, I settled that off with the bank. You know, I'm, I'm allowed to be here now. Everything's been paid off. And Dante's just like, you know what, fuck this. And he goes to take down the flag. And um, Jenny says, you don't understand that, that flag. I'm not like, or she says, I have raised many boys just like you. In, implying black, black people uh, in the years I've been here. That flag was just my, my granddaddy's. And so I have it out there to remember him. That doesn't make it better. Yeah. Like put it in a drawer. Right. Like yeah, <laughs> fold it up and put it in a in a box. Um and uh anyway, so Dante just starts to lose his shit and like charge to the house and um you know, he's you're raising his voice and you know, everybody's getting upset. And then we see um a large man at the top of the stairs. And everybody, you know, everybody just kind of stops and it's like who the fuck is that? And I forget what she says, she's like, it's one of my boys or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I don't think she ever refers to him by name. She says, oh, that little guy? I wouldn't <laughs> worry about that little guy. But he, yeah, he's standing at the top of this, you know, on the landing. But, you know, he's got sunlight coming in from behind him through, through the window. So you can't see his face. Right. It's just kind of shrouded in shadow. The silhouette. But it's like, you know who that is. You know. We all know. Um, But... Yeah, so Dante just insists that she needs to get the fuck out. She calls the cops to come in and get her out. And they, like, are ready to physically take her out of this home that she has lived in for decades. Um, and her, the whole time, screaming up and down that she owns the place. that it's, it's hers. She belongs there. And then she just collapses to the ground. What's-his-face comes running down the stairs and picks her up and takes her into the back of the the paddy wagon. <laughs> it's a police van. I've never seen one of those before. But uh, 
and get the paddy wagon. <laughs> he gets in with her, and then uh, was it? I think Melody was going to crawl in there too, but Lila stops her and says, "You know, you and Dante need to be here to handle this. So let me go with her, and I'll let you know what's going on." So they get in. They take off to the hospital. Meanwhile, in the town, uh, the contractor... I don't really know why anybody needed to go with her. I don't know. Maybe insurance or something? But I feel like they could have just been like, well, there she goes. Bye. (laughs) Hope she is okay. Nice gesture, I guess. (laughs) But uh, Richter, the, the contractor, says, I hear you killed... Did they find out that she died at some point before? I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. Well, he, he says I, f- I found out that you, or I heard that you, you know, tried to kick that poor woman out of her own home or something. And I, I swear he said that you killed her or something to that effect. So he just takes his car keys, takes the keys out of this bus that all these investors have arrived in. So they're not going fucking anywhere. Uh, and he says, you're going to get these back when you find the deed to that house. So he goes onto the bus, or Dante goes onto the bus, looks, starts looking through his folder with all his paperwork, and guess what? That deed is nowhere to be found. Ruh-roh. So they just kicked a woman out of her house without having any evidence whatsoever that they actually own that place. Um, I think that's when Melody says, well, if it's not in this folder, it must be, or she says, if, if she doesn't have the deed, it couldn't possibly be in the house. Right. So they go in the house and they start digging around. Melody finds a little locked jewelry box, um, and opens it up and lo and behold, there is the, the deed to, to the building. So this lady was, you know, forcibly removed from her house and as a result had some kind of attack where she may be dead. Elizabeth! <laughs> this is a big one. Um, back in the van on the on the way to the hospital, the woman has died. Ginny has died. Died, died, died. died. And uh, her boy... Is that... Is it funnier... That we don't know where that came from. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we're always going to wonder. <laughs> and it's just like, people are like, why do they always do that? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ginny dies and obviously, <laughs> obviously her boy is quite upset. So he... He grabs something and stabs the cop in that was riding in the back in the head, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, takes his gun. No. Yeah. Yeah. He takes his. Somehow the sheriff gets shot through the throat, like from the back of the van into the into the cab. Gets shot through the throat. I can't remember if the other cop had pulled his gun and kind of misfired, or if who's his face, 
uh, shot him. Either way, he's shot, and so he veers off the road into this, looks like a sunflower field. Sure, some um, kind of field, yeah. And crashes into uh, a watering truck, I think. Um, didn't look like a tractor. Anyway, so presumably everybody's dead, but suddenly Lila wakes up, and she's kind of, you know, coughing and, and, and whatnot. She gets a call off to Melody where she says that, you know, Ginny has died and now they're crashed and she sees the the big guy. That's Ruth, though. That's not Lila. Oh, you're right. Okay, you're right. I'm, okay, I'm remembering this wrong. So she... Ruth texts Melody to tell her that the woman's died right before they crash. So Melody's yeah. aware, and that's how they find out that Ginny's dead. Yes. And so Melody, just overcome with guilt, she's like, We're, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> We're getting out of here. It's a little late. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, meanwhile, they've got like a property auction going on in the back. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Anyway, so let's, I mean, Leatherface, who, I mean, at this point we know, he's dragged Ginny's body out of the van and is kind of like mourning over her. And then we see that she, that he's like actively doing something in front of him. And of course, he's cutting her face off and then he wears it as he's wont to do. Right. Um, I guess I should mention that the whole legacy of, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the story of Sally Hardesty, the, the survivor of, of what went down in 1973, is like a local legend now. Yeah, it's lore. Right. As opposed to being a film, in our reality, in, in, in this... It is reality. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is almost like a documentary that had been created. Yeah. Um, for the incident that had become known as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. I like a... They threw that in at one point. Did you notice that? No. It was somebody opening the lid of a barbecue. It made that squeak noise. It was clearly the camera sound. Yeah. But it was... They used it for somebody opening the lid of a barbecue. <laughs> I didn't didn't notice that. That was a little cheesy. Anyway, so you know, obviously Leatherface takes care of Ruth um when he realizes that she's still alive um and then makes his way back to Harlow um where he's going to take back the town. Kind of like walking tall except with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> and no rock. Right. <laughs> Or uh, what's his? God damn it! Who was in the original? Was it wasn't Charles Bronson? No. It's a big fucking Swede. Dead air. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Joe Don Baker. Oh, of course. You know, you've met him. Have you heard that WWE Films is apparently trying to remake it again? Really? With Charlotte Flair Ugh. as a lead. 
terrible. What? My computer doesn't want to scroll. Yeah, Joe Don Baker. I don't know who that is. Buford? Belief Garrett's in it. <laughs> All right. We're anyway. not talking about that. Uh, yeah, so he makes Leatherface makes his way back to Harlow um, and, you know, f- finds his trusty chainsaw stored in the wall at the orphanage. Bessie. Which, what? Bessie. Bessie. I don't know what that's in there. Uh, I think it's just some some standard Husqvarna. Yeah. Chainy, he calls it. <laughs> um, what's interesting to me is that that thing, unless he uses it regularly, has been sitting in that wall for damn near 50 years. And, you know, it doesn't start right up, but starts up much faster than I would think a 50-year-old chainsaw yeah. would. I mean, he must use it regularly. I guess. See any trees around there? Well, no. There you go. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) He's a lumberman. A few people know that. (laughs) Um. Anyway, I think uh, must have been over over the over the CB, I guess. Some guy at, at a gas station. It's always a guy at a gas station. There's always like in a movie in the south. In the south, there's always a guy at the gas station. Well, they know everything. <laughs> they see all kinds of people coming through there. I see a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of people see a lot of things. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he hears something uh, 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 about the hubbub. Over the CB. You know who the best gas station guy in a horror movie is, though? The owners are real. Lost my train of thought. I forget who radios over the CB, because they can't get a phone signal, I think. But somebody radios over CB, catches the attention of... Uh, the guy at the gas station who has that that's where we've seen this display of the the lore of the Texas chainsaw massacre um where I guess I should, probably should have led with this fifty years later there's been no sighting of the man who's been come, become known as leatherface all the like the whole family is gone there are no other survivors except one sally hardesty um and Leatherface was never seen or heard from again. This guy hears something over the radio that sounds very identical to what happened in in 1973, and so he ra- gets on the 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 phone and he calls the sheriff station and he says, "I need Hardesty." So he uh, she's alive. Yeah. It's not Marilyn Burns, of course, because she did. R.I.P. Um, it's uh, who played her? Um, damn it! Damn it! Olwen Fulere. Sure. She Irish? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it looks like a very Irish name. 
Oh yeah, John Larroquette came back to do the the narration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre documentary. The actor John Larroquette. <laughs> it's not Bull. <laughs> it's not Harry Anderson. Okay, I know who it is. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Sally Hardesty. I hear, who the, is, I hear the actor John Larroquette is looking for her. <laughs> Uh, who I believe she's a sheriff now, right? Or works for the sheriff? She's wearing a badge. She's some kind of five zero. <laughs> the fuzz. Some kind of fucking narc. <laughs> but she has been well, no, because Hathaway is the sheriff, right? So she's got to be a deputy, a marsh- I guess. Te- maybe like a Texas marshal or something. Like, yeah, something. She's definitely wearing a badge, so she's law enforcement of some kind. But no, I don't think they ever say what she actually does. Or anyway. She's an honorary deputy. <laughs> she's just one of those like pin-on badges that they give little kids. <laughs> she's in a slaughterhouse, ironically, uh, cutting open a pig when she gets the call. Um, and when she finds out that Leatherface might have shown his leather face around mm-hmm. here again. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. She puts on her hat and grabs her gun. She flies into action. Like a superhero. (laughs) Kind of like a cut-rate Laurie Strode. Kind of, yeah. That's what this whole movie is. It's a very sad attempt at replicating Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) And not good. I'm just worried there's going to be more and more of these movies. We're like, we're going to make a sequel to this original movie, and it's it's just going to be cut and paste from Halloween or anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's happening all the time. I mean, God damn it. I know it's happened at least a few times at this point, but I can't think of any examples now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, following this archetype that's been set up by Halloween. Yeah. Where he, Final girl comes back to become the hero. And, yeah. That's not even necessarily the primary focus. Just kind of a passing of the torch type thing. Scream? Uh, is that the other scream. one? Scream. Yes. Um, but it, 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 I feel like this is just the future, maybe not like the future of horror, but it's definitely going to become a primary thing until they run out of um, uh, things to sequelize. I mean, you know, they've retconned so many sequels at this point that it's like they could probably do that with Freddy too. Yeah, I'm. It wouldn't be Robert England, but uh, you know, they could bring Nancy Thompson back. Yeah, sure. She died in three, but fuck it. Three doesn't exist anymore. I mean, don't forget, David Gordon's Green's doing it with Exorcist. It's true. Um. Anyway, but yeah, so Sally, she she comes back. She's, and she, she comes back to Harlow, the exact same town where, well, I mean, it wouldn't take place in the town proper, but it was in the Harlow vicinity. And she spent 50 years looking for... Uh, fucking Leatherface, and he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> he was in Harlow the whole time. In the same fucking house. Did you watch the the stinger at the end? No. Actually, I read about it this morning, and I was like, oh, fuck. I don't even know. See, it's sh- okay. I guess I should have read this. 
it says there's a bit of a spoiler, but I mean, it shouldn't be because they're not going to kill off Leatherface if they're going to be trying to make more sequels. But at the end, he makes his way to the supposedly the house where the original massacre took place. It was not that house. It didn't no. even look like it. No. It's just it's just some rando farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. It didn't look like the um well, I'm totally spacing on the family name. Sawyer. Sawyer, thank you. It didn't look like the Sawyer House. No. The Sawyer House is a fucking restaurant now. Barbecue pit, yeah. No, that that's the gas station. Oh, the gas station's barbecue pit, yeah. Um but yeah. So it's just like I was watching it, I'm like, and my, my wife's never seen the original. Really? Yeah, go figure. <laughs> but I'm just like sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? She's like, what? I'm like, well, he's walking towards this house and he's doing it like it's they they shot it like it's supposed to have some kind of purpose. But if that's supposed to be the house from the first movie, it doesn't even look anything like it. Yeah. So I don't know what they're trying to convey here. Um. Anyway, yeah. Up. Oh, time's up. Sally, you know, she comes in guns blazing, literally, acting like such a badass and like just really that they're trying to put forth this like badass Laurie Strode character. Persona, yeah. And it really did not work. Like, especially because of the way they told the story. I don't want to give away spoilers if I can avoid it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I. So obviously, Leatherface he comes back to town. And he starts killing all these fucking millennials that are trying to buy the town with a chainsaw. With a chainsaw, and you may if you've seen the trailer for this, you may have witnessed the dumbest fucking line in the entire movie, where he comes onto the bus of all these people because they've gotten word that there's something violent going on in town. They don't quite know what yet, but they've all gotten back onto this old fucking. Um, bus like an old Greyhound bus, and they're just they've it was like a party bus, but they're kind of holed up there now. Leatherface gets on the bus, and all these millennials are just staring at him, and they put up their phones to do their fucking <laughs> Instagram. Instagram lives. Um, TikToks, they're probably TikToks, but TikToks are like what twenty seconds? Yeah, doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, doing their their live video feeds. And Leatherface is just kind of staring at them, and he picks up, you know, holds the chainsaw up, and this guy's like, try it, dude, you'll be canceled. Or or, you try anything, dude, and you'll get canceled. It's like, dude. Somebody, like, somebody along the way should have cut that line. Yes, absolutely. Even after they filmed it, they should have been watching it in the editing room and been like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Like, hey, what happened to the canceled line? I, I fucking took it out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of every copy of it. So don't <laughs> even try to put it back in. I burned the negatives. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, that, that's the movie. Yeah. And, you know, you can tell who survives just based on the cast. But honestly, who will survive and what will be left of them? Right? Yeah, I got it. I got it. It's the tagline from the original. Yeah, I got it. Um, um, 
Which might have been more clever than anything that's in this movie. Yep. <laughs> what do you think, Taylor? It's not great. It's yeah, it's it's not it's not good. Um why do we keep acting like Leatherface needs more movies? I don't know. And that's like been the major complaint that I've seen from a lot of people. Um in just various places online. This is what the fourth time we've rebooted Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Just like, why do you keep trying to revive this almost 50 year old franchise that di- hasn't had a single good sequel? Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not like the sequels like continued this great legacy. It was the first movie was good and the rest were not. Yeah. Guys, seriously, Texas Chainsaw 2 and 3 were both dog shit. Pull your finger out of your ass. <laughs> I mean, even for, like, their positives are mostly about comedy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not the same kind of movie. No, they're all played for laughs. Yeah. It's like they they like they like took the elements of two and three, the comedic aspects of them, and ran with it. Um, although, I, I do have to say that the remake, which I, I will contend, is good. No, I'm with you. Um, Jessica Biel one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should say the the original remake. Um which God damn, this whole Is this public domain? I don't think so. No, cuz remember there was uh, there was a whole thing about I think somebody's family was trying to get the rights back or something. There was a, there was a rights battle for a while. Was there? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's uh the whole the whole franchise is a fucking mess because people keep rebooting it, making sequels, making sequels to reboots, making prequels, making sequel to prequels. It's like what the fuck is going on? Where is the line? Like where where is the single narrative here? Because there are like 10 different things going on right now. Yeah. It's like I remember when they put out Texas Chainsaw that was supposed to be a direct sequel to this. The, or to, the, to, to 3D, right? Yes. With, with, with Alexander Daddario. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be a direct sequel. To 1973. To 1973. Yes. Yeah. And then... And now we're just we're forgetting that one existed. Yeah. And then... And there like, was Leatherface, where he was a little kid. Which was supposed to be a direct prequel... To 1973. To 1973. <laughs> now we're pretending that doesn't exist. It's all over the fucking place. And this is not making it better. And like I said, why? Like, is is Leatherface that dynamic of a character that no. we need all this? Like, that we need to keep reviving this franchise that really didn't need to be a franchise in the first place? I'm going to drop a truth bomb on you here, guys. Oh, here we go. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not that great. As far as slasher movies go, it's like the bottom run, guys. Like, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's tier A. Those, yeah, those are the upper echelon here. You could put Texas Chainsaw, fucking Ghostface. I put Ghostface above this, honestly. Just at the at this point, I'm saying tears though. But like, yeah, like Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre, My Bloody Valentine, uh, Prowler, that kind of shit. That's bottom rung shit. Like, I don't know how this movie has developed such a fucking legacy. I don't get it. 
because I've watched it multiple times, and I don't understand why people like it so much. I mean, it doesn't really hold up as far as you know the the violence and the brutality that we've come to know in this day and age. Because I mean, like everyone knows, there's no blood in the original movie. Yeah, and I don't. So yeah, it doesn't hold up as far as like I, as far as horror. But I mean, for the time, it was it was a very big deal, and that's what gained its whole reputation. Um, but it's like, but people, like I said, and, but but it was like based on a true story, which made it, you know, more harrowing. But then when you start making sequels that are just completely fabricated, and you start getting into you know the whole like, I get everyone loves Chop Top, but like, and yeah, I love Bill Mosley to death. But what was that movie, and what did that have to do? With Leatherface and, Te- and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I... When they started getting into like the Sawyer family and stuff, it was just. Yeah. It See, was too out there for me. I. I will stand firm on saying that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was comparable, if not better. Well, no. Without a doubt, every technical aspect of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel was better. Every aspect of it. The acting, the filming, the, uh, the effects, all of it. All of it better. And so why is it so... like? Why do people still favor the original? Other than the fact that it's the original. I think that's the biggest part of it, but also like the way that it was shot and everything was intentional to an extent. A lot of it was just budget, but no, no, and I understand that. There's, there's, there's a grit to it. Like there's merit to be given for it being so low budget, and it had yeah having that kind of that grittiness to it, almost like a grindhouse feel. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it a piece of art. <laughs> like, I mean. Grant, granted, you know the the remake was taking cues from the original. Sure, credit where credit. It's a fucking through. remake, yeah. <laughs> but it was so much better. And I know I'm not going to make any friends saying that, but damn it, I'm here to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just hurt his fingernail. Yeah, I, someone's like fucking karma, bitch. <laughs> I didn't put my finger like flat on the table. I caught my nail and it slid off. Anyway, um, I just don't understand why people feel the need to constantly revive this series. It it had yeah. enough gas in the tank for one movie, if if anything. And aside from the remake that was competently done, the rest of it's been just a disaster. Yeah, but then you had the sequel to the remake and the prequel to the remake, which were both bad. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's just no more story there. There's not. Stop yeah. trying to make more story. It's not there. It loses. You know, people, they always talk about not wanting to um, be spoon-fed things. And, you know, not, you know when, when things are off screen, somehow they're creepier or, or, or whatever. You know, it, it's, it's almost better when you don't see the blood and guts. That's been an argument for the original. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then why do you like the sequel so much? Because all that is, or, you know. The biggest complaint people had from Rob Zombie's, well, maybe not the biggest, but one of the bigger complaints for Rob Zombie's Halloween remake was people saying they didn't 
want a reason why Michael is the way he is. Yeah. I prefer it that way, but fair enough. I don't understand why people want to know more about the Sawyer family. Why to the, to where they enjoy Texas Chainsaw two and three so much? It's like not only is it making the entire Sawyer family just fucking daffy, um, but it's like it's 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 expanding and and ruining all that mystique, right? That just it's like why are, you know you're left with the question throughout the entire movie. It's like why are these people like this, and you never get, you never get answered. You, you never know why they're that way. Yeah. And, you know, up to the end of the movie, you, you still don't know. Um, but then they go on to do sequels. And it's just like expanding on the Sawyer family. All these new family members are coming out of nowhere. It's like, who are these people? They're all fucking McPoyles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you get family members. It's like, why weren't they in the first movie? Yeah. Although I guess Chop Top, when he was in, he was a, at war during the course of the first movie, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, Vietnam or something. <clears throat> anyway, so th- that just that kind of went off on, into a bit of a rant, but um, I I don't understand the the enduring uh, legacy that this movie ha- that the original has to the point where they're trying to ride the coattails of Halloween um, and try to do the legacy reboots or whatever you call them. Legacy sequels? Yeah, legacy sequels is the, the, the hot new term, apparently. Um, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I, I'm a fan of the original, and I, I agree with you that I think the remake was, was well done. Um, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's better, but... Um, how, is, how is it not better, though? I... I don't know. Is it just because... This is not a conversation I'm prepared to have right now. See, like... Because I haven't seen either one in a long time, but... See, like... I mean, I I won't launch into this conversation. I just think that people that will say that it's not better than the original don't have a valid reason why other than nostalgia. Yeah, I, I will agree with you that, like, the... Like, you just watch Texas Chainsaw and you, like, you know it's from 1973 and you know, you know, the story behind it. And so all that just kind of adds... Even if you're trying to look at it objectively, like that stuff's gonna sleep in, right? But I just don't think that we need more story of Leatherface. I don't think, like, you're just trying to make a different slasher movie, but but it's Leatherface. Yeah, you're basically trying to make a Friday the Thirteenth or a Halloween, but but it's Leatherface, right? And it's like, so why, like? This is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like that's that's the story. It's it's right there. The title is about this event, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It says it in the opening uh, narration. Yeah, that that it was uh, an event that took place. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we're trying to expound on it, and we're trying to add all these different stories to it, and it's it doesn't track with the original. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, competently made, but just problems with story. Yep. You know what?
does did the original take place in Harlow? You know that doesn't sound right. Yeah, like I was right off the bat when they're saying there there's a town of Harlow. Like, oh, like the town from the original movie. And I just operated under that presumption pretty much the entire time, even now. But now that I'm really thinking about it, like, is that even right? Uh, Wikipedia does not say. No, it doesn't. Um, no, not premiered. I don't care about premiere or filming locations. I, I don't know that they ever say. I'd, I'd have to rewatch it, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm not seeing anything that specifies. Okay. Well, all of you people that are listening to this thinking, man, these guys are fucking idiots. That movie didn't take place in Harlow. Maybe, maybe it didn't. <laughs> I thought it did. In but all of you who are listening now saying, why don't these guys fucking know that it took place in Harlow? Maybe it did. <laughs> maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. That's what we're saying. You'd have to go back and watch the original, which I'm just not that invested. I've seen it enough times to where I pretty much know. I don't need to know what town it takes place in. Yeah, it's not the Harlow Chainsaw Massacre. No, it's just Texas. That's all I need to know. It's in Texas. You know, where the stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> all right, let's talk numbers here. All right, um... Pretty good gore. Yeah, that's that's probably the thing I, I appreciate most about it. Is that um, what you appreciate about it? <laughs> there is one point where Leatherface takes what looks like a big-ass blacksmith hammer and just cracks this guy's knee in the opposite direction. Which he uses that in the original, too. Yeah. Uh, to thump people. And then they get a big, <laughs> big spike bump in their head. <laughs> That lifts their hat up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... I saw that and I'm like, oh! <laughs> it's a real ouchie, bro. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, the gore is pretty good. Um, the the, the uh, production value is really good. I mean, got this abandoned town that looks like it may have been just constructed for the movie. I think it might have been, yeah. Um, so it was probably just a lot of... Uh, um, What's the word? Facades. Um, and, you know, they only actually go in like two or maybe three of the buildings. Yeah. I mean, I, I we're at a point now where I expect good production value out of a Netflix movie because it's the second biggest company in the world. Right. <laughs> Which um, is crazy to think it? about. Like. Have you watched the last blockbuster? No. Oh, yes. The, the guy who started Netflix started it because of a $40 late fee to Blockbuster. Like, Fuck you. And then he started Netflix, offered it to Blockbuster for $50 million, and they laughed him out of the room. You remember they tried to start their own Netflix type yeah, business? Yeah, Blockbuster at home. Which I think still operates. No, sorry. AT&T, when you uh, buy, or when you have um, the Dish Network, or is it DirecTV? DirecTV is what AT&T owns. 
and they have a blockbuster now or whatever feature on there where you can rent movies. That's like aside from the last blockbuster, that is the remaining element that a blockbuster that exists in the world. The other day there in, in our mail area there was one of those red envelopes. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> it was from, it was from DVDs.com. Oh really? Which I don't know if that's a rental thing or a purchase thing, but it was one of like it looked exactly like a Netflix envelope. Dude, uh, Kristen's mom, who until we got our own Netflix account, that's who whose account we used. Um, for I don't think she has any more, but for the longest time she was still getting DVDs. Really? And like I don't, I don't know if she was actually watching a lot of things, but her her plan was still had DVD delivery. <laughs> I remember signing up for ne- or my dad signing up for Netflix like when it started. Like first year, um, I thought it was so cool. And then I remember when uh, they started offering the online streaming feature, and um, you had to have an app. And like there weren't smart TVs yet, so yeah. You, so you had to have like a like a smart Blu-ray player that had them. Yeah, there was nothing like Chromecasts or anything either that you could like beam to your TV. Yeah, I don't even think Apple TVs were around. No, yet. I don't think so. But I remember they first expanded it to gaming systems, and they for my PlayStation Two, they sent me a little disc, like a, like a DVD, um, or maybe it was a Blu-ray. No, they weren't. Using there was Blu-rays. no Blu-rays on PS Two. Yeah. Yeah. So they, there was a, a DVD that I had to put in the machine that would play, and it would open up a. It was basically like a, a DVD web ROM. Um, yeah, I was. It was. Basically, what you see now when you open up Netflix, except it was all based on this disc, and it would access to their online app library, so it would constantly update when you when you opened it. But yeah, you had to have that disc in, otherwise you you couldn't open it. Crazy. Um, you kids today, you'll never know. Yeah, the struggles we had. I remember the first thing I ever watched on there was my my name is Bruce. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> Um, anyway, anyway, numbers, right. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, like I said, it's filmed well, good gore. The acting is mostly okay. There's a, the, the gal that played, uh, what's her name? Fuck. I want the short curly hair that I kept thinking was maybe film K. <laughs> um, Melody. Yeah. Uh, she was not great. There was a p- couple points where she said, uh, like you could tell like how it was written in the script. Like she said, like did Dante, like you could tell it was probably written in the script D dash Dante. And she like actually said that did Dante. And I think she, at another point she said, please. <laughs> anyway, so ghosts. Um, Overall, the acting was decent. Um, so, the gore, production value, filming, <clears throat> decent acting. I'll give it a four. Uh, yeah, I agree. I just don't think that there's a good story to be told with Leatherface anymore. I mean, the fact that Fide Alvarez and Rodos say, 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 say
Sayugaves. Sayavis. Sayavis? Because I remember the G was V. So yeah, Sayavis? There was like an extra. It was like Sayogaves. I don't think so. And Roto. Roto S. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact that they were involved with this. I mean, they wrote it. Or they, they wrote the story. Oh, did they? Yeah. And they produced it. Or I guess, uh, sorry, only Fede Alvarez uh, produced it. But you know, it had a lot of things going for it. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Fede Alvarez and Roto Savias. I'm going to say that because I'm pretty sure that's how it's said. Um, and and you know, Legendary Pictures and Netflix should have had a lot of things going for it. And it just did not produce anything that great. Sometimes, though, it's just like the, the property is not ripe for a new story. So it's no matter how good someone is that is behind it, it's... If it's not there, it's not there. Yeah. And it's just... It's like... It's like you buy a used couch. It's like... Yeah, you can you can buy it. You can buy the used couch, or you can get it for next to nothing. And you can sit on it. But it's also been owned by, like, five people before you. So is it really going to be worth it? Is, it, is the couch even going to be comfortable? Is anybody going to want to sit on the couch? Do you want it in your home? It's kind of like that. Sure. I'm just like, this thing has gone... Is This whole franchise has been pulled in so many different directions and then brought back. It's like, no, forget all that. Forget all that. That's all. That never happened. Only do this. Just so many times. Yeah. Where it's just like, dude, fuck this. I hope they don't make a sequel. Yeah, I hope Net- Netflix seems to be pretty savvy with things like that. I mean, they they cancel shows that seem like they're popular mm-hmm. because they're not performing. So hopefully they do. They they have enough sense that they they will know that people think this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean the reviews are not great. So they are not great, and. It's got five out of ten on IMDb. So, anyway, all that's right, guys, it. that's it from us. That's that's gonna do it. Um, uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a brand spanking new episode. Um, I know I don't have my film picked out yet. I'll have to do that somewhere along the line before the next episode. But Taylor. What have you picked out for us? Uh, we're going to be watching the brand new movie from the Foo Fighters, Studio 666. I'm like very excited. Have about you seen that. the new trailer? No. It's fucking Red Band. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And then we'll have a bunch of horror business for you. As we do. And stuff. So look out for that, guys. In the meantime, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. That's your central hub for all things Graveplot Podcast. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to. If they let you do such a thing, then give us five stars, please. All the stars. <laughs> I want all the ham. <laughs> I want all the ham. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Graveplot Podcast and on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. We're also on YouTube. There's not a lot there, but you, you can go follow us there if you want. 
uh, check out Tony's art at skeletonyart.com. Yeah, why not? Uh, and also don't forget to check out my new podcast, Cult of Splat, at anchor.fm slash Cult of Splat. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is Cult of Splat. And coming to all major podcast platforms, if it's not already there. Yeah, buddy. Oh, and also check out patreon.com slash Podcast for some uh, exclusive Great Plot content. Bring money. Bring your money. Oh, yeah. And probably if you want to see me like actually doing stuff, you can go to twitch.tv slash skeletonyart. That's that's where I do stuff. Yeah. It's spelled like skeleton yard. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> All right, guys. So until we meet again, that's all. Right? That's all? I think so. Yeah. All right. Until next time, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas, the prairie sky is wide and high. Deep in the heart of Texas, the coyotes wail along the trail. Deep in the heart of Texas, the rabbits rush around the brush. Deep in the heart of Texas.